This is the code that I've written for our year-to-year -year projections. This is building in all the intelligence that we have to project players. Okay. It's about getting things down to one number. Using the stats the way we read them, we'll find value in players that nobody else can see. What's up, guys? Welcome to this week's episode of the Data Delivery Podcast. This week, we have on Walker Jenkins, UNC commit. Walker, how are we doing? Great, sir. How about you? Pretty good, pretty good. So first, I uh, just want to start off and say, of all the people I've talked to so far, you are probably the most polite. And that's not saying everyone else isn't polite, but you just go over the top. And I kind of want to ask about that. Um, where did that sort of come from? And like, what made you such a polite young kid? Um, definitely my parents, sir. Uh, I think it's just part of the Southern tradition. Uh, my parents were taught that way, and I think they thought that was the right way, and so they've taught me that way as well. I, I mean, I grew up, I still remember my dad, um, we'd be sitting or talking, and when I was younger, he'd, he'd tell me a few times to say, sir, and they got to the point where I wouldn't do it two or three times, and he'd just reach over there and thump me in the head until I started remembering. <laughs> so it was one of those things that at, at, at a young age, it, it got drilled into me that I'm going to be a polite kid. That's that it's it's not an option to not be polite, and um, that's really where it started. And then uh, it started off small, and they just worked their way up. And, and ma'am, yes sir, no ma'am, things like that just taught me throughout my life, and and it's just become a habit for me. So yeah, that's awesome. I feel like more kids definitely need some of that. Um, so sticking with that, kind of. How are you on the field? Are you more of a quiet guy or do you kind of turn that politeness off when it comes time to play? Um, I would definitely say I'm, say I'm still polite. Obviously, I can get uh, I can get worked up, worked up and, and, and let my emotions take control. And I'm just energetic and sometimes you can be angry and just going at it. But I would definitely say overall as a baseball player, I'm still just a polite person going out there and having fun talking to my teammates, the other team, and just having a good time. Yeah, I would, I would definitely still say I'm still polite on the baseball field, sir. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so sticking with the younger years first, I saw you're also a basketball player. Um, I have played a little bit. How do you think that basketball kind of carried over to baseball or vice versa? And I could definitely – I definitely think it's helped with lateral movement. Defensively, you have to have very good lateral movement to stay on the ball working side to side, that's definitely helped. Those quick twitch movements, um, especially in the outfield, reading balls, all, all, all defenders need that quick twitch. But being a center field, reading those balls to the gap, getting a good jump on it, that's definitely helped. And um, then just explosiveness. All the jumping you do in basketball definitely helps with explosiveness and it goes back to that quick twitch stuff as well, sir. So do your coaches um, at UNC and even your high school, do they kind of like you playing basketball? Because I know – as guys kind of get older and get closer to college, like these coaches kind of get a little scared of them playing other sports, things like that. I really think my college coaches probably liked it more than my high school coaches. Cause it's like the high school coaches, basketball season's the season before baseball. Right. So you get hurt, you get hurt or something happens in that you're not playing in the high school season or may right. miss a portion of it. But the college coaches love to love to see you out there and doing more things, being a well-rounded kid and, and becoming a better athlete. And so they definitely liked it. <laughs> I think my high school coaches were kind of like, eh, I don't yeah, want you exactly. to get hurt right before the season. So 
So um, you play outfield. I saw a shortstop and I saw a little bit of pitcher. Um, where do you feel most comfortable or what's your favorite? Definitely outfield, sir. Outfield's definitely where I'm going to be. I, I could play some infield if um, someone needed me to. I have, obviously, at a younger age, I feel like the more experienced, smarter baseball players played infield that knew the game better. And so, obviously, that's, I feel like that's where just about every, every one of the top players started in the infield, unless you're left-handed or something. But um, I could play there if I needed to. Definitely not as strong there as I am in the outfield. Don't know it as well. But um, definitely most comfortable and like the outfield the most. And uh, pitching, <laughs> I, I haven't taken pitching seriously in a while. I'd say the last time when I was 13 is when I really stopped pitching. And I, I used to be a good pitcher. I probably could have gone to college for pitching, but it was one of those things I wanted to play every day. I didn't yeah. want to be one of those guys that played once a week and then watched everyone else. I wanted to be out there every day um, playing and having fun. So I was like, yeah, pitching's not going to be for me so if you step on the mound right now what do you think you can uh what do you think you can clock in at i don't know i i convinced my travel ball coach last summer to let me pitch one to one one batter and i think i hit 89 or 90 all right so i i bet you i could get i could maybe get a 91 92 off the mound but where i i definitely just like I said, I have no mechanics. Just going up there, all arm, just slinging as hard as I can. Hey, so, that's impressive. Um, so you're from North Carolina. You play at your local high school. Um, I ask everyone this, but what kind of made you want to stay home versus, you know, when guys start to climb the ranks or get a little better, they look at academies and kind of want to move around the country. What made you want to stay home? I don't. I, I just think it's something about playing with the boys you grew up with. Um, I, so our high school, the last time they won the conference, they won the state championship and that was back in 1988 and it's been a long, it has been a long time and we're 17 and two right now, first in the conference and all the boys I'm, I'm playing with on my high school team, I grew up playing with very good ball players. We have a good history. We played Dixie youth ball. I, I don't know if you know what that is. It's just one of the, yeah, it's one, it's not little league, but it's one of the different ones. And, um, we won the state championship twice in that. And so these kids that I'm playing with, I have great relationships with. They grew up loving baseball as well. And um, it's just something to say, it just playing with the kids you grew up with. It's just different. Yeah. It's all more personable and it just, it makes you want it even more. I, I, I think there's something about like, we can go and win a state championship this year. I genuinely think it'd mean more to me than if I went and played with someone like IMG. Or yeah. one of those. So I don't know. I think it's, you really get noticed in the summertime when you're playing travel ball and stuff like that. If I feel like I needed more exposure or or to be seen by more people, I think I would look into something like that more intensely. But I want to just go out and have fun, sir. That's that's why I started playing. That's why I'm going to play hopefully the rest of my life or to why I can't play anymore. And I think high school, the high school route with the boys I grew up with is how I'm going to have the most fun. Yeah, so. plus you guys are going to have your last game, and if you do it a year earlier, like, you kind of wish you played with them one last ride. Like, yes, sir. Might as well go out with them. So moving to college now a little bit, your UNC commit, um, staying close to home. What was that recruiting process like, and why UNC? So I um, 
Carolina had always kind of been my dream school. My mom went there. I always just kind of fell in love with it. Obviously, like you said, it's not too far away. We'd gone up to the Raleigh area quite a bit, just playing baseball, doing different things. And I'd seen the campus a decent amount and, and loved the campus. I, I thought it was just gorgeous. Um, just loved the area. And you'd always heard about Carolina's baseball team, one of the best programs really in, in history and just overall. And Mike Fox knew he was a great coach when he was still there. But um, I, when I started talking to him, I talked to Coach Forbes. And I built a great relationship with him. And that, that was probably what sold me the most, sir. He, uh, I talked to him for probably five, six months, built a great relationship with him, really liked the program, really liked the facilities, and was like people had told me that it's going to be a hard decision. When you're when you when you're talking to those big D one schools, you you, it's, it, you can't really go wrong. You know right. what I'm saying? It's it's they're all great ball programs, all gonna have great teams, great ball players surrounded with you, and it was like you kind of just need to go with your gut, and that's that's what I did. I was like, it feels right, and so that's that's what I wanted to do. And I I committed pretty early. I committed right after yeah. my freshman year. That was going to be my next question. Like, commit. I saw you committed early. Like, did you ever have a thought? I mean, at the end of the day, I know you are happy with your decision, but just the thought of like, damn, maybe I should have waited a little bit or. I mean, I, 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 I try. I, I, I'm definitely would say I'm a thinking person. I like to think through big decisions like that, especially before I do them. And I don't regret it at all. I mean, sure there may be some teams out there that are a little bit better this year, or maybe even when I get there, but I think I can go out and help that ball program and make them even better. And I genuinely think we can be a team that can go to Omaha and win it all. But you're right. I, like I said, I was only talking, I had offers from like four schools. It was all the big in-state schools, Carolina state, ECU and Duke. And that was really before um, I got noticed big time. And people really started to figure out who I was. And I definitely think if I waited, I could have gone to those right offers from a lot of those big SEC schools and, and talked to a lot of them. But you're right. I, I, I don't regret my decision, sir. It was – and it, it obviously it would have been pretty cool to talk to some of those guys. But at the end of the day, I still think my gut probably would have led me to, to Carolina. And I think, I think I made the right decision there. Yeah, something about it just pulled you in. Yes, sir. Um, so currently on the rankings, I mean, there are rankings all over the place. You're number two in your class. Uh, I know how humble you are. You probably won't admit it. Do you ever kind of look at that and think like, I I still, like, I want to be number one. I still got room to grow. It's, it's very surreal, sir. It's, it's one of those things. I'm from a small town and I always felt like I was a very good ball player and always had confidence in myself, but at a younger age, I hadn't really left South Carolina, maybe gone down to Georgia a little bit, Florida once or twice, but hadn't, hadn't, like I said, been exposed very much baseball wise. And now that I am, I definitely want more. Every time I get ranked higher or someone says someone else is better or doubts me, I want to just prove them wrong and, 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 and want more. And you're definitely right. I definitely think I have, have room for growth in every aspect of of my game and, and myself, sir. I mean, 17 year old kid, I'm still going to grow just naturally. I'm going to get stronger and faster and things are going to get better. But I just think, I mean, things like hand eye coordination is just going to get better. The more reps you take, just going to improve and improve and improve. But the, the work ethic, 
and stuff is where you can just keep working. The more you hit, the more you're going to get better, obviously. And I can keep getting and in, in working at fielding and things like that. But I definitely think I can keep improving. Um, I'm just going to keep practicing, sir, and, and doing my best. And I think I'll continue to improve. So for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, this is a two-part question now. Um, what does a day in your life kind of look like, let's say in the summer when you don't have school and it's just all baseball? And then the second part of that is, do you use any data um, when you're practicing, when you're training, things like that? Like, I guess more so for pitchers like TrackMan, Rapsodo, but anything for hitters that you use or like to use? Yes, sir. So now in the summertime, let me ask you this. Is it a day where it's kind of like I'm at home or am I at a tournament? Yeah, let's say no game, you're just home practice if i'm at home i'll probably sleep in a little bit 10 or so o'clock wake up go get a big breakfast big lunch um and it, it can sometimes a lot of times I'll, I'll eat a big breakfast like i was saying i'll either decide to work out um earlier in the morning after i eat or i'll go ahead and hit a lot of times i like to hit before um just because i don't like to feel fatigued and stuff but I'll typically hit and then I'll work out and then I'll eat again. Another big meal, whether it's just a meal with a smoothie or something like that. And um, then I may just go and hang out with my buddies and have a good time and go to the beach living down here by the island. And then I'll go home and I may, I like taking different baths, especially when I'm sore. So say I, I, I hit a lot and then worked out really hard. Sometimes I'll take like an Epsom salt bath at night or an ice bath. And um, I like doing stuff like that. It helps my body feel better. Work If I work out really hard and take a bunch of swings, the whole legs, the lower body is really what gets sore on me. like to keep them fresh, especially if I'm going into a tournament or something soon. So I like to take the Epsom salt baths and the ice baths. And um, then I'll have a big dinner. And that'll typically be my day. I, like I said, I may, may still just be hanging out with my buddies or something a little bit or do something else, just hang out with my family. Yeah. Uh, watching TV, but that's that's probably the pretty average day, sir. Okay. What yes. kind of data do you uh, mix into those days, if any? Now, with the data, I'm a very just, I'm going to go out there and get my work in. So we have a little batting cage kind of just on this lot down here on what's called Oak Island, and I very rarely, rarely use data. I, um, I'm a big video guy, though. Like, okay. Say when I'm feeling good or feeling bad, sometimes I'll ask my dad to take videos of me so I can see what my swing looks like and, and can watch that swing and, and make adjustments and see what I'm doing differently, say, from when I was feeling very good and was having good results. Um, now, obviously, we'll go up to like some places in Wilmington, North Carolina that have some facilities and, and see some, um, some more uh, statistical stuff, but very rarely. I don't, I don't use that very much. I'm really – I'm a tea guy. I like hitting off the tee, and then I'll do some front soft toss, front toss, and have my dad pitch to me. But I'll do different drills off the tee, just in, it's just on a lot in the little woods. Got some light it. up on it, so just get my work in there, sir. Got to do what you got to do. That's exactly um, right. So I saw you got a chance to play with USA baseball. Um, what was that experience like? And then what's it like playing with that star-studded lineup, yourself included? That that's uh, like people have asked me that before when I a bunch of my buddies were like, what's it like? I mean, it's it's incredible. It's it's just a different feeling. It's something I, I, I don't know how to explain. It's 
like you play for your travel ball team and that means something to me. A bunch of my buddies, you play for your high school team. That means something to me. It's my hometown boys I grew up with, but it's like the USA. It's like, you're representing the country as a whole. You feel like you have something to go out and you're doing this for everybody, your whole country. It's just a special feeling. And a lot of those guys I was playing with special ball players, bunch of great ball players on that team. And, I bet I, – I, I don't think they could not feel the same way as me. The way going out there, playing against other countries, representing something so much bigger than yourself like that, I just think it, it had a huge impact on all of us. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. And, I mean, like you said, it's once in a lifetime. So, to be able to do it at such a young age is something you'll tell your kids about. For sure. Uh, so, now a little bit uh, more relaxed questions. Whenever I ask – everyone else that we've talked to who's either the funniest teammate you've had or the hardest hitter you've ever faced, your name always pops up. So now I'm going to ask you who's the best pitcher you've ever hit against and who's your funniest teammate. All right. For the pitcher. Hmm. This year when I was at the trials for the USA team, kind of like the tryout before uh you make the actual team i saw riley stanford and i've seen some very good two seams and some good sliders and curveballs changeups but i never really seen any sinkers before and i remember the first pitch he threw me in that at bat was like a 94 mile power sinker that started at the edge of the outside corner of the plate and dove like into the other batter's box and i took one of those like swing Oh my gosh. And it, it, it's like, it's out here moving like a change up slash two seam at 94. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> we got to get serious real quick. But that, that one, that one caught me off guard. He was, he was very good. Got guys like uh, Walter Ford, who I yeah. thought was very good, very electric fastball and has a good slider. Um, then Kate Anderson. I thought Kate Anderson was a very good ball player. He uh, mixes pitches very well. He uh, is not going to overpower me as much with the fastball. But, I mean, obviously still high 80s, right. low still very firm for our age. But he's his curveball and then working the curveball in and change up and just his, his placement. Doesn't miss spots very often at all and thought he was very, very solid. Yeah, Walter was one of the guys who uh, said you were his hardest out. <laughs> yeah, well, Walter, now, now going to the, the funniest teammate question. He was up there. He is – he is crazy. I, I love the kid to death. Got to, um, hung out all the time when we were on the USA team together. But it's just hysterical. Just just <laughs> one of those kids that doesn't even try to be funny and, and, and just makes you laugh. Um, and one of my buddies from my high school team named Aubrey Smith, he's committed to UNCW. He, he is just hysterical. Just does the funniest things, makes you laugh all the time. Um, but, yeah, there's the- – <laughs> There's been a lot of funny guys I've played with. I could probably go on and on about that one, but those are two guys that are pretty funny. All right. That's awesome. Um, if you could step in the box against any MLB pitcher, who are you picking? Hmm, I thought about this before some, but I don't know. Something about me wants to hit off of Jacob DeGrom, one of the – probably the best pitcher in the league and it's like you see him mow some of the guys down it's like i want to go up there and see if i can hit off him. you know what what i'm saying yeah i want to see what it's like it's like i have confidence in myself and you obviously know he's 
has confidence in himself. And I'm like, I'd like to see what I could do off of. And it's, it's one of those things. It definitely takes some adjusting to Now I went up there right now, having not seen pitchers like that, probably, probably going to get blown away a little bit, but I would definitely, that would be so much fun to me to, to challenge myself like that and try to hit off of someone like him. Yeah. I mean, hopefully uh, one day soon we see that happen. I would love it. Would love it. Um, you may or may not have this on deck, but what's a hot take that you have either in baseball or I kind of just broadened it up, just a hot take you have in sports or in life that everyone kind of disagrees with you on? I don't know. If you don't go, it's okay. I would say work ethic's a big one. I think some people think some some of my skills are just natural and that what I've gotten to is just some of that like natural ability, but it's not. I think it, the harder you work, the better player you're going to be. And I think that has a lot to do with where I've gotten is how hard I've worked and how hard I continue to work. And I think some people believe that maybe just because I'm bigger or it may just be a little faster that it's it's gotten me to where I am, but it's not. You can be the fastest kid in the country and be a terrible ball player or the right. strongest in the, the, in the world and not be able to hit a baseball over 300 feet. So it's yeah. th- things like that. It's not always the person who's the most genetically gifted. You have to work hard to, to be the best. And I think that's some things people don't understand. So going off of that and kind of like when you were younger, at what point did you kind of realize like, yeah, I might have something with this? I would say maybe when I was 10 years old. You know, I, I previously mentioned a bunch of the boys I grew up with. We won two state championships and the Dixie Youth, the Dixie Youth stuff. And I remember when I was 10, it was like I really started to, to notice a difference in me and a lot of the other kids. And I was like, I, me and my dad were, had gotten to the point where I started hitting every day working on baseball every day in some way. And I remember when I was 10, I really started to separate from myself or from other, from other kids. And I remember like me and my dad talking and like, I I wanted to try to go to college somewhere. We really started getting into college baseball and just watching different teams and stuff like that. But I'd say somewhere around that 10 year old age, sir. That's awesome. Um, I know you're 19 games deep in your season so far, but Give me a home run prediction for the end of the year, whatever you're at right now and for the end of the season. So I'm at seven right now, but we have probably the best conference in North Carolina. I have a very, very solid conference. Um, we have like four or five of like the top 10, top 15s, uh, top 15 teams in the state. So we're a 3A, 4A conference, and we're a 3A team small. We only have like 800 kids playing against schools that have 2,500 kids. And so it's a big difference, but I think I want to get, I want to get nine, got two more games and I'm pretty confident I could hit one more in each one. But with the, with the only thing that sucks about living down here at the beach is the wind and the way our field is positioned. I'd probably, I'd probably have like 12 home runs right now. (laughs) And I've had so many balls that just like I've, I've hit hard that just die. Just I, had, I had one robbed a few games ago. I had, I've had like four or five hit the fence. I've had like a couple one hop. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. 
That's um, a, I'd be so mad. Yes, sir. I'm just like, gosh. Um, drumsticks or flats? Oh, gotta go flats. All right. Go flats. And then last question, what's the next uh, milestone or accomplishment you're going after? I would definitely say the biggest thing I'm shooting for this summer is to run a 6'4", 6'5", 60. What are we at right now? I would say I'm in the – I'd say I'm in the 6'6", range. 6'5", 6'6", range. Yes, sir. But I want to – I think that with my size, one of the biggest things people question is if I'm going to be able to stay in center field. And obviously the biggest thing in that is just speed. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to prove to people that I can stay in center. And that's just where I want to be as I continue my career. So that's that's a big one for me. I want to run a 6'4", 6'5", because if I'm not mistaken, the average center fielder may run like a 6'6", something in the MLB if I'm not mistaken. And I want to be, I want to be above average for sure. So – uh, well, Walker, thank you for taking the time. Anything you want to shout out, feel free. I just want to thank my parents, my coaches, everyone that's helped me get to where I am. Obviously, without them, I wouldn't be here. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks again.